Hey everybody and welcome to our weekly review where I, Joe, your commissioner, bring you a recap of all the major events in the last week of fantasy hockey and a preview of the coming week in two minutes. Let's go. Here we are three weeks into the season and we're starting to see our standings gain some definition as the gap between first and last starts to widen. Last week's matchups were an absolute roller coaster of emotions and I think it's safe to say this season is shaping up to be an interesting one with some wild and unexpected results. We begin our recap by welcoming back both Andre Vasilevsky and Connor Hellebuck, two top-tier goalies that have hit their stride and started performing at their expected levels this past week. Too bad we can't say the same thing about their respective managers as Kucherov again and the Yasquatches battled all week, only for Yasser to squeak out a 7-6 victory. Thursday, October 28th, St. Louis versus Colorado. Not even one minute into the game, Justin Falk and Nazem Kadri decide to beat the shit out of each other, which led to a heated matchup that amassed a total of 34 penalty minutes for Yasser, which clinched his victory. Sometimes all you need to squeak out a W is two thick-skulled goons just wailing on each other. Speaking of two thick-skulled goons, Double Penetration continues his years-long streak of dummying my team last week with a 10-5 victory that secured his usual seat at the top of the standings. I actually thought I stood a chance, but Vikos's streaming game was on point and made all the difference. Vikos picked up Riley Smith just long enough to amass one shorthanded goal and Alex Killorn for two goals and an assist before promptly kicking both players to the curb. Speaking of getting kicked to the curb, the resurrection of McJesus continues his plummet to irrelevance after being handed an 8-4 loss from Don Poppy My Cherry. Maybe that assessment of the situation is unfair, as Matt actually started the week with strong performances from Tarasenko, Bjorkstrand, and a resurgence from Johnny Goudreau, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. After three consecutive losses, Matt finds himself with some elite company at the bottom of the standings. Speaking of elite company at the bottom of the standings, last year's champion Tranaplan took a marginal win over Baby Scott Backlund last week after suffering the losses of Sam Bennett and Patrick Kane. Tran's offense struggled to keep up with the likes of Backlund, Stevenson, Hamilton, Grubauer, and Shattenkirk, yet he still managed to squeak out a 6-5 victory thanks to some impressive peripherals, including 140 shots on goal, 166 face-off wins, and a whopping 104 hits. At the end of the day, Tran's best move this past week was a trade with Tell that saw him acquire Blake Coleman and Alex Debrinkit in exchange for Kirby Dock and Tom Wilson. But how low are our standards when we find a trade involving two Chicago players as a highlight of the week? And I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge the dark news that came to light this week after a Jenner and Block investigation was publicly released regarding the deplorable circumstances under which the Chicago Blackhawks organization covered up a sexual assault in 2010. The victim, Kyle Beach, shared his story in an emotional interview with Rick Westhead this week, and so far the only person who's given a sincere apology was the victim himself for not having done enough to prevent Brad Aldrich from committing further assaults. As fans, it is not our place to point fingers and criticize and pretend that we can directly influence the change in the sport that we love. As humans, it is our job to empathize and support fellow humans and come from a place of understanding. I could not be prouder of this league for the mature and sincere discussions we've had regarding such a sensitive subject and the humanity you gentlemen have displayed during this past week. For anyone interested in following the story further, there are some amazing journalists dedicated to shedding light on the story, and I strongly encourage reading anything by Scott Powers, Mark Lazarus, Rick Westhead, and Katie Strang, all of whom are doing their due diligence to make sure Kyle's story is heard and progressive institutional change comes to the NHL. Good luck, everybody, this week.